Welcome to Love and Money, the internet television show of Prosperity ULLC, where we discuss what's happening, what's happening to us, and what can we do about it. Be sure to shop Amazon with Prosperity ULLC. Link in the description. Be sure to click the links in the description for all other channels and playlists. And if you appreciate the show, go ahead and show it in Cash App at dollar sign Prosperity ULLC. Join Kev Prosper as he beats up the bad guys, slays the dragon, and saves the princess. Prosperity Gaming is the new channel of Prosperity ULLC. Watch, follow, subscribe to Prosperity Gaming with Kev Prosper. So, if you're a man and a young lady whom you're attracted to asks you for money, how are you supposed to go about that? <laughs> what are you supposed to do? You know what I mean? What, 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 how do you maneuver that? How do you negotiate that? How do you manage that? What's the etiquette behind that? You know? Um, I brought this to my my timeline, you know, my Facebook timeline, because it's so undefeated. And it was a lot of crickets. Well no 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 I, I take that back. The, the 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 comment thread was was it was it was eventful. Um wasn't hefty. You know what I'm saying? I didn't get a lot of participants, but I did get some feedback. I did get some insight. But I went live about it. Um if you see the previous video to this one I went live. I did go live about it. And, you know, I didn't get necessarily the reception I was looking for. Um, it seems like it seems like it's something that a lot of the ladies on my on my friends list and on my timeline are afraid to touch. Um, some a lot of people, a lot of ladies uh, may be scared to talk about it or they may not be well versed in it. You know what I mean? And I, I give I give that grace. I give them grace in that aspect. But. What is the etiquette behind being a sugar daddy? How does it work? You know what I mean? What are the what are the guidelines? What is the what what customs and courtesies allow it to function healthily? You know what I'm saying between the two parties. You know what I mean? Um and I realized that it's actually a deeper conversation. Maybe not too deep, but it's a deeper conversation than just you know, oh, this is my sugar baby, and I just, I, you know, I give her money, and then, you know, she comes, you know, and she gives me sugar. You know, and I think it's deeper than that. Um, ultimately, like, I know me as a man, I want a fair transaction. Um, you're not about to make me your ATM. You're not about to just use me like that. Um, people want to be used as long as it's fair. People don't mind being, I should say, people don't mind being used as long as it's fair, right? Um, and so um, I want to get something out of it too. You know what I mean? It don't necessarily have to be the exact, to the exact degree of what it is that I'm giving you. Or, or to, to, it doesn't have to be exact 
an exact balance to my expense. But I just want, you know, I want something out of it, too. Um, you know, and, and, and then that's uh, what's it? What's it called? Uh, it's all in um, fear something um, all fairness or good faith. That's the word. Yeah, it's all in good faith. You know what I'm saying? As long as you do right by me, I'll do right by you. You know what I mean? The golden rule. Um, I for years, I've been following um, a, a popular YouTuber, uh, a Shira star or Shira seven. Shira seven one. Um, I've been following her YouTube channel for a long time. And basically the premise of her channel, well, one of one of her channels is she basically teaches women how to be gold diggers. And that has that has really leveled me up as a man. Um like because as a like I think it's important that both genders have a healthy have healthy access to both to to both of their um gender essences like you may be a man but you have you may have an essence of femininity you know what i'm saying you may be able to tap into an essence of femininity and vice versa um it's just more it's just more so that women have socially it's more socially acceptable and biologically acceptable as well for women to uh, to be fluid in a, in a, in a sense, you know, um, because men, it's up to the men to provide the structure, you know, in, in society. So it gives women the freedom to be sexually fluid. Um, but I do think it's very healthy to be able to tap into your masculine, your, your feminine mind, your masculine and feminine mind, regardless of your gender, because the spirit transcends gender. The spirit knows no gender, you know, and to be spiritual is to be able to tap into is to be to be um, mentally fluid in your masculine and feminine. You know what I mean? About uh, while maintaining a masculine while maintaining whatever presentation your gender represents. I don't want to get too in the weeds with it, but um, but. As a man, I learned a lot from her teaching women how to be gold diggers because um, I want to be a gold digger too, but I, I'm not gold digging men. I'm gold digging business. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and, but, you know, but like I see, I see the parallel basically, basically. That's pretty much what I'm trying to say. I see the parallel and she rel she red pills women a lot. You know what I mean? The things that she tell the the kind of mindset that she impl um that she uh influences women or influences upon women is the kind of mindset that red pill men should have. You know, she basically teaches women how to not give a fuck and go for what you go for what they want and go for what's theirs and how and and how to look at the world. You know, and, and understanding that the world that came before you was designed by someone just like you. So who are they, right? Who are they to you? You know what I'm saying? What's a what's an ant to a boot, <laughs> right? Um, and it's 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 very revolutionary if you ask me. Um, it's very enlightening. And um, 
what from listening to her to her talks and you know just looking at the world and looking at my life um it's kind of showed me it, it showed me how much the black the black american culture and the community and the the, the modern black american culture and community has been taught and discouraged uh, um, and and been forced to embrace struggle or to find honor in struggle. Um, and a lot of that comes from Christianity. Let, let, let's 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 establish that. Let's break that down so it can forever and consistently be broke. Um, people are always looking for an excuse to say why the pastor is stealing money. Uh, people always, people, uh, um, they talk about Jesus turning over the tables from the businessmen in the church, uh, um, and, you know, misconstruing what that whole scene meant in the Bible, right? What, what was the, what was the parable behind that? Right. Um, and they kind of villainize and, um, they villainize and guilt and shame, uh, um, hustle and business and, and business acumen and, um, and business shrewdness, you know, being very shrewd in business. That's kind of, um, shamed and discouraged, uh, um, in, in the black community, but especially in the religious black community, which, which obviously trickles down because especially, um, you know, the majority of black homes are single mother homes and who, uh, um, who heavily populates the churches throughout the years, the black single mothers. Right. And so who are they going to, what are they going to impart unto their kids? So on and so on and so on. So you get my point. Um, and so, you know, a lot of us come from, you know, a lot, a lot of, you know, the, the majority of the black community comes from middle-class and poverty. And so we've, we're taught to find honor in struggle. We look at struggle as a, as a badge, as a stripe. Um, and, and so in that, we're, we're, uh, um, we're encouraged to embrace struggle love. And then we're discouraged and shamed to be hypergamous and, and shoot for better. And this is why I, this is why I found... Shira Seven's videos uh, and talks to be such a diamond in the rough. You know what I mean? Because I didn't hear anyone else talking like this. You know what I mean? And it made so much sense, and it was and it was so uh, uh, so empowering. Even as a man listening to her, you know the points that she was making, and then thinking like, wow, if if more women started to think like this, imagine how how much better their lives would be. I'm I'm thinking like this and my life has obviously gotten better, you know. So and the, so in the, in with in that weaponizing of shame and guilt and fear, it's also discouraged to prioritize to 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 prioritize money and finance when it comes to your personal affairs and your love life, you know, because because there's shame on, you know, society shames gold diggers. You know, society um, discourages and frowns upon gold digging. Um, and I'll get to 
I'll get to why in 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 later on in the talk. But you know, it, but you know, we we idolize. You know, if we look at our media, our media idolizes the rags to riches. You know, we always want to celebrate the underdog in sports, and, and you know, we 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 can't we can't wait to tear down uh, the 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 rich and the powerful. You know what I mean? Um, you know, yeah, and and so we're we're taught we're subliminally taught to have wealth envy, um, where we despise those who are more well off than us. We're taught we're taught that, and so and so this all trickles down into our personal life and our personal decision making, and the the kind of energies we allow in our lives and who we choose, who we allow into our lives to date. You know, and to and to seek love and happiness with. Um, however, that's also oxymoronic because of the way the hip hop culture um, kind of uh, embellishes in, in gaudiness. You know, um, you know the the gold and the diamonds all in the teeth and on the, around the neck, and you know the women with the fake uh, um, with the fake booty jiggling on the European cars. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's, I, I see it more as a cathartic response to that upbringing. It's like, we're already poor. Why are we, why are we going to find honor and struggle? You know what I mean? Like, I'd rather just live it up and boil out. And this is, this is another thing that contributes, you know, because we see this growing up. And so the first time, the, the first time we get money, we want to look like them and do what they do. And then we end up blowing it and go right back to being poor. It's a vicious cycle, but I digress. Um, so with all this guilt, shame and fear that our culture and our religion has placed upon us as a as a uh, counteraction to that is it's it's important to have a, you know, not to have all of the focus because too much of anything is bad. Right. So you can't have all of the focus and prioritization on money, but there has to be a healthy focus and prioritization on money. Um, There has to be a balanced look. Okay, I want love, but I want my bills paid. You see what I'm saying? (laughs) So how how do we work this out? Right. You know, just just have that balance. Um, And it's important, like women. Uh, our, our black women need to learn how to vet men and how to be um, more shrewd in vetting men. You know, he can't just have potential. How is he applying his potential? And what are his what are his backup plans? I mean, of course, yes, you can't go into anything half ass. However, however, uh, um, it's having a backup plan is not half ass having a Having a backup plan is saying, okay, if this doesn't work, we're going to make it work by doing this other thing. You know what I'm saying? Because you're being realistic with saying, if this doesn't, it may not work. There is still the possibility, right? You're being realistic. It's not being negative. But I digress. Um, our black women need to understand that it's not their duty to build a man up unless you are his wife. The reason being is because you being, first of all, if he made you, he... He validated you to be his wife. In order to, in order to be a wife, you must be validated by a man. Period. You see what I'm saying? And so he must have saw well enough in you to say, "I want to spend the rest of my life with you." 
and that that people get married for various reasons. I get it, but that's typically typically what that message is. What what that that's typically the message that is sent when a woman is married. That man is saying, "Okay, I'm, I validate you uh, um, based on my standards and criteria to be with me for the rest of my life. I want I want to spend the rest of my life with you." And so. So so now, if you're a wife and you have to build up your husband, then he should have never married you in the first place, because he should be built. He he ought to be busy building himself up before he says, "Okay, I want to take. I want to bring. I want to escort you into my life. I want to bring you into my life, and invite you um, into the world that I have built." You know what I'm saying? Because he has to build build first. Men build, and then women, and then so women come in and create. Um, thanks, Ayanla. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. And so, so no, no man is going to want to marry a woman if he hasn't built himself up. No real man. And not to say that he, he's not less of a man, um, if he marries someone and he's not where he wants to be. He's just not as knowledgeable. And I, I say that politely. <laughs> he doesn't know any better. You know what I'm saying? He needs a little more guidance and a little more wisdom. Um, and, and, and hey, you know, and, and listen, listen, I, I, I was that guy at one point in time. I was, a, I was a good man, but I wasn't, I wasn't where I wanted to be. And in a lot of ways, I'm still not, I'm still not where I want to be. You know what I'm saying? But, but yeah, I wasn't where I wanted to be, and I I went ahead and validated and married a woman. But I, I think you know, let me let me sidetrack a little bit. I, I don't want I don't I, I take that back. I don't want to be harsh on you know this uh, uh, hi, hypothetical young man that I'm speaking about who marries a woman before he gets his shit together, pretty much, right? Um, some, a lot of times when you're young, you have a vision and if, if you, you're young and you have a vision for your future, which which I did. I'm basically speaking to myself in this moment. <laughs> when you're young and you have a vision for your future, you know that hella high water, it's going to come to fruition. And so you you validating this woman and say, hey, I want you to be my wife. You're saying, hey, out of all the women in the world, I trust you to be by my side so that we can get to the promised land. You know what I'm saying? You're still being a, le- a leader and a visionary for your household. But <laughs> so that's enough of that soapbox. That's enough. Let me, let me not digress any further. Um, yeah, so so um, we need to be more shrewd and calculated um, in our personal affairs and in our love life. You know, um, black, black women need to stop dating for excitement. Argue with your nose. Um, you can try to spin it around. Oh, men do it too. I don't care. Black women need to stop dating for excitement. They need to stop uh, looking at a man funny when he doesn't spit a whole bunch of game and sweep them off their feet and tr- and go out of his way to impress them. They need to embrace a man just being himself and, uh, and being honest with them and say, hey, my name is, you know what I'm saying? How are you? I- I'm attracted to you. I want to get to know you, blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, we need to embrace boring. Or quote, unquote, boring. Um, I get it. You know, boring is boring. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
but um, but a lot of times stability and consistency looks boring. You know, I notice as I've gotten older and been more stable and consistent, um, I've I notice a lot of women have flaked off in my life. You know, but they always know that it if they ever need me or need anything, they can always call me, and 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 I answer the phone. You know, if if the phone is available, I'll answer it. They always know that, but they flake off because because I'm stable and consistent, and so I'm boring now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I don't know. That's just that's just my perception. That's the way I take it. Maybe maybe they. And and, it, and I try to talk, I try to have the conversation in my mind with myself. And I say, okay, um, I'm stable and consistent, so that makes me boring. Or, or maybe I'm not boring. Maybe they're just tired of me because, because it's, I, they're used to me. Well, why would they be used to me? Because I'm stable and consistent. Oh, so <laughs> stable, stability and consistency is boring to these women. Okay, I get it. Cool. Great. They want more, whatever that is. They quote, quote, unquote, more, right? Women always want more, whatever that is, right? Um, and yeah, so yeah, you have to be shrewd in your affairs and um, be concise about your goals, you know? Um, and then I, th- I think this is kind of like a rabbit hole for some women because then they... They start setting their goals and they start making their list and the list becomes a laundry list, becomes a rap sheet. <laughs> it becomes a Dwayne Reed <laughs> receipt, <laughs> receipt slip. You know what I mean? That just never ends. <laughs> and then it, 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 it kind of winds down into becoming this delusional uh, uh, perspective on what they want from a man. I get it, but um, but that, that you just have to find find where do you want that man to be in his life for you to walk into his life? Because as a woman, that's what you're supposed to do. A man doesn't come into your world; you go into his. But you you can argue with your nose again on that one. <laughs> um, and so so yeah. Being shrewd and concise about your love life is one aspect of it, but it, it may sound as if you're taking away from the organic nature of love, right? Um, you know, that love at first sight, the twin flame, the, uh, um, you know, all that, all that uh, storybook stuff, right? Love can be organic, but it also must be structured. It must be structured. Like I liken it. I talk about this in the book. Leave the fairy tales up to Disney. I liking it. Liken it a lot to um, what you call it. I liken it to uh, the a, a bottle, a water in a bottle. <laughs> Whereas love is the water, and then you know the bottle is the structure. It's the it's the goals and the criteria that you've set for yourself and for your for your partner, um, um, for your mate, and what you seek in that person and what you where you want to be, and, and you pour love into that bottle and it makes a happy relationship, right? It's it's refreshing, it's thirst quenching, right? Um, 
that's how I that that's that's how I look at love. Love needs a structure. It needs a form to fill in. It's like water, you know. Um, and this is how you bring order out of chaos. You know, you 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 you're meeting these guys and um, they got this going on. They got that mo- ulterior motive and so on and so forth. But you know what you want. You know what I'm saying? You know, you know, you know, the you have at least a um, a bare minimum that you that you want from a man. You know what I'm saying? If if he's if you expect him to be in your life, even if it's just sexual, you know what I mean? Um, people talk about, you know, like I, I bring this up again and again. People talk about Kim Kardashian um, being this you know, uh, whatever type of woman, but she's only dated the top quality best out, best of the best of men. <laughs> you know, and she has a track record uh, um, that most women wish they could have. Uh, same as Lori Harvey. You know, these, these celebrity women, they, they've, um, you know, they've been with, you know, they pull the best and best, best of the best of, of quality of men. Or, or not quality, but, you know, whatever. You get what I'm saying. Um, and so with that structure and with that conciseness and shrewdness, uh, you kind of, you kind of set boundaries for your future, you know, um, a lot of times, you know, you look at your love life, you look at your, your, uh, your dating life and it's, it may seem chaotic because you have no boundaries. If you can set boundaries for your body, you can set boundaries for your love life. You know, um, some of us have never been have never been uh, taught boundaries, though. Some of us have never been shown how to set those boundaries. How to say, OK, thank you. It's, it was nice. <laughs> you ever been on a date? <laughs> and then she says, oh, OK, thank you. It was nice. Have a good night. <laughs> Right. We've never been shown this. We've never been shown this. Um, but in re- in reference to being a sugar daddy and gold digging. Right. Um, can you find love in a transactional relationship? Can you find love in a transactional relationship? I think there's a lot of things other than love you could find. And I think for some women um, being cathartic to trauma, that's enough for Hey, if you see something, share something. Don't be afraid. Share this episode. Subscribe, like, and share. Thank you. Okay, yeah, I don't love him, but my bills are paid. I don't love him, but I can depend on him. I can trust him. I can trust that if I call on him to do to do A, B, and C for me, it'll get done. For some women... Whatever they come for, and for some women and what they come from, that's enough for them. It's like, what is love if I got this? <laughs> right? <laughs> like, you talking about love, but I, I, you know, I eat brunch every day. <laughs> like, yeah, every, you know how expensive brunch is when you go eat, go out to eat brunch? <laughs> brunch be more expensive than dinner at some places. <laughs> you know? So, so it's like, you know, and then it's safe to say them people probably never felt love, you know, L- like love is one of those things is like, 
it's, it's like a drug. You get a whiff of it. And it's like you chasing that high. <laughs> you know? You know? Um, but, but yeah, and you, you get a lot of security in a transactional relationship. Some women trust their sugar daddies more than they trust a hu- more than they would trust their husbands if they had a husband. You know what I mean? Some women end up marrying their sugar daddies. <laughs> it is what it is. But a lot of times, you know, a sugar daddy relationship isn't necessarily meant to be uh, to be a dating relationship. It's 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 purely purely transactional because a lot of times sugar daddies may have wives at home. You know what I'm saying? And the wife may know about the sugar baby. You know what I'm saying? I, um, a young lady on my timeline didn't mention that. She, she spoke to the wife and everything. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it was cool. <laughs> you know, she, the, the, the sugar baby kept. They, she, she was the cleanup woman. You know what I'm saying? She kept the marriage happy. You know, um, he give her the sugar and then he come home to her. You know, um, I guess, I, I guess that's how it worked. But. You know, ultimately, men are the only uh, are the only gender that marry for love, and it, that's ironic. You would think it'd, it'd be the other way around, right? Because women are so emotional, and or they're emotionally intuitive. I, I like that phrase now. I'm gonna use that from now on. Women are so much more emotionally intuitive, and you know, men are such hound dogs when it comes to sex, right? They could have they could have sex with a hundred women in a day and still love you just as much as the day before. Right. Um, and, and, you know, yeah. And so so you would think you would think that when a man gets married, he's like, ah, you don't give a fuck. No, but like uh, that is I think that is the one time when a man says says like, yo, I really love her. Like like that's when the magic happens. I think that's part part of the reason why being married is such an ego trip for some women, because. It's, it's her way of saying, like, damn, like, out of all the men with their dicks out, this one man gave me his heart. You know what I'm saying? Like, I must be, I, I'm worth that. Like, wow. It's, it's, it's really, truly a validation for a lot of women. But, um, but, so, but men marry for love, women marry for security. They, women date for love. I mentioned this in the live. Women date for love. But they marry for security, um, and so, and so, where does love fit in a woman's equation, right? Where does love fit in, in a woman's equation? Um, women typically don't marry the man that they love, you know, because they marry for security. They typically don't marry the man that they love, and most women would probably wouldn't mind marrying their sugar daddy if he wasn't so much older than they were. <laughs> and, but, but some of them actually do marry their sugar daddies. You know what I'm saying? Um, or they'll just, they'll find a guy who's, you know, within close to close age to them and then marry him. You know what I'm saying? But the, the man that they truly, truly loved, you know what I'm saying? That, that was hitting the, Hitting the back of the pussy, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, and make and making their leg quiver and their eyes roll behind their head. You know what I'm saying. They don't marry that guy. You know, they don't marry the guy who makes them laugh uncontrollably, like as if they, you know, just smoked a pound of weed. 
who makes them giggle like a little girl. You know what I'm saying? And 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 they and then you know makes them not want to hang up the phone. Okay, hang up on three. You know what I'm saying? They smile so much that their cheeks hurt at the end of the day. Whenever they with him, they don't marry that guy. They don't. Mm-mm. They don't marry that guy. They marry the stable, consistent, boring guy. That's 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 what women marry at the end of the day. They marry the Russell. They date the future, but marry the Russell. You know, um, where was where was my talking points? So so I mean, once again, you can argue with your nose about women not women marrying for security, because I said this in the live. If I sat you down at the dinner table and I said, baby, I want to spend the rest of my life with you. Sitting on the couch playing NBA 2K. <laughs> You'd be like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not doing this. Uh-uh, this ain't it. This ain't it. You know? Um, and this is because it's it's in a woman's nature. It's in a woman's cave woman instinct uh, to seek to seek a provider to seek a provider now in this modern day and age in this modern economy um you you'll hear a woman say oh it's okay i got it you know i can take i can do for me you know what i'm saying you ain't gotta you don't have to she'll she'll be uh she'll she'll be she'll compromise with the man you know what i'm saying but deep down ultimately in a perfect world in in an optimal situation she wants the man uh, um, you know who's who will provide that security for her. Who she does, she won't have to worry about bills. That's the man she wants deep down, ultimately. Um. So, so re- regardless of how progressive and forward thinking is, she is. Nature will dictate. Nature will always, always dictate. And this is why, in the long run, the the those modern progressive. You know, whatever, whatever type women, you know, oh, oh, I got it. You know, I, I, you know, you don't have to, you don't have to. Those type of women, they get burned out in those relationships. They get burned out wearing the pants and they wind up uh, cheating or just dumping the guy or divorcing him. You know what I mean? Um, let me not be too honest, though. Let me not be too real. Um, so the ultimate question, speaking of nature and instinct... Are women gold diggers by nature? I always say no. I always say no. Um, I always say that, you know, they just want their bills paid. They're not gold dig- Not every woman is a gold digger, but every woman wants her bills paid. She doesn't want to have to worry about bills. Um, especially when she's with a man. Especially when she has a man in her life. Um, what, what I... What, what I learned from my timeline was that whoever pays sets the rules. You know, the women, uh, one of the women were describing how, you know, she, the, he, he gave her a credit card and just put her on a schedule Tuesdays and Thursdays at such and such time. Like, whoa, what? <laughs> you know, whoever pays sets the rules. And that was when, you know, speaking on etiquette. And and how to be a sugar daddy like that that right there just laid it down laid it down for me. I was like, what? And what that that message sent to me is that money truly is power. You know, you listen to these. You know, you look and listen to these. You know, strong, independent, 
got it going on black black women and it's ironic they can actually be bought because if you had enough if you had enough money or uh, you know with with enough money all of that strong independent stuff goes out the window when you ain't got to pay this bill and that bill because don't nothing dry, don't don't nothing dries up a woman's vagina more than having to pay for something <laughs> just just listening to that if you're a woman just hearing that having to pay for something that that just that sentence alone just dried up your vagina right now as you as you heard that just now <laughs> you know what I'm saying <laughs> so those women can be bought you know you 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 know the if, if you're that materialistic if you're that um full of yourself then it probably doesn't take it probably won't take much you know what I'm saying you, for for you to for for you to shut up and say hey you know here's here's what you want now now come over here you know what I'm saying now give me what I want <laughs> you know what I mean um because a lot of the women who who argue about submission you know what I'm saying and what they're really looking what they're really arguing about they're not arguing about doing what a man says they're arguing about a man making more money than them in reference to the previous episode they're arguing about a man making more money to more money than them to the point where they don't have to worry about bills so that they can truly be submissive that's what they're arguing about when they're bucking up against being submissive it's what they're saying is do you make enough money so that i can be submissive like jill scott said until you can tell me what to do then you can tell me what to do right so so deep down what when these women puff their chest like this um what it really truly is is a cry for help you know what i mean uh, um because deep down they want the help they don't want to go to work they don't really don't let a woman fool you says and says they're saying, oh, she loves, she's a hustler and she wants to work and bust her ass, bust her behind. She's a go-getter. No, no. You just want to go shopping, sweetie. <laughs> let's let's be real. Yeah, you pay your bills because you got to pay your bills, but you want to go shopping at the end of the day. You know? Um, however, you know, because of the energy that's been passed down to them, you know what I'm saying? From their mama and from their grandmama and their great-grandmother and their great-great-great-grandmother, so on and so forth. Like I talked about, you know, um, that energy that's been passed down to them, they've put themselves out of position. You know what I'm saying? For to ever, even as much as have a sugar daddy or to be a gold digger. They've put themselves out of position. The musical chairs have stopped and there's no more seats left. You know, um, so sugar babies, let's 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 juxtapose and compare the sugar babies to the women who give it up for free. You hear you hear a lot of the hoish women talk about this all the time. Like y'all bitches give it up for free. Y'all do way more for free and I'm getting paid for it. You know, what I'm saying? <laughs> you hear the, you hear them talk about this all the time. And so who's better than who, right? That's 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 the bottom line. That's the that's the number, that's the million dollar question. Um the women who give it up for free, 
They, I would say that they're more noble than the women who than the women who don't than the women who do it for business or the women who are just sugar babies. Let, let's let's put prostitution in, in its own box in its own category. Prost, let's put prostitution way over there. Just shove it in that cubby hole over there. Leave prostitution where it's at. We just talking about the women who who give it up for free and the women who who get a credit card and are on a schedule. The women who don't have to worry about their bills, right? Let's just look at that. Um I do believe the women who give it up for free are more strong-willed. They they understand, they have a deeper understanding of the value of sex and what and what sex uh, provides to their value of life, you know, or, or good sex, so to speak. What good sex means to their value of life. They want to have an in a, a spiritual enriching uh, sexual relationship with a man. And they value that as opposed to just selling their souls in order to get their bills paid. You know what I mean? Now, I know when it comes to the whole sugar baby situation, there's a very gray, thin gray line between that and prostitution. But like I said, we'll put prostitution um, all to the side for this conversation. Um, so, so now on another side note, I'm not naive enough to think that there are you know, those women who who may not want to, you know, to be a sugar baby or they may not want to have they, they may find there may be good women, good, wholesome women who find themselves in bad situations because of for economic reasons. I'm not too naive to, to dismiss that. You know, poverty can put good people in bad positions. It is what it is because survival is fair. Right. Um, so, so we're not going to dismiss that a lot. And especially, you know, a lot of times, a lot of people are the way they are because not because they ask for it, they're simply products of their environment. There are a lot of people had they not experienced the experiences that they had, they'd be very cool people. They'd be very dope people. They're very nice people. You know what I'm saying? So, so I do, I do give that grace. I do give that grace. Um, yeah, so I said, you know, the women who give it up for free, they understand the the value um, that sex provides in their quality or good the value of good sex and what it does to their quality of life. And they rather not taint that, you know what I'm saying, by just giving it up for for uh, to a man that they may or may not really like. But because he because he wants to invest in them. You know, they have to um, be on schedule. <laughs> right. Um, and the, but what no one really talks about is that sex, you know, the, I, I mentioned this in the live sex and money are the two most powerful forces um, in the world, which is why I named the show Love and Money. It's kind of a play on words because it's it's a little too strong and forward by just calling it sex and money. I, I didn't want to get those connotations that I, I got in the past when I originally named it Sex and Money. Um, sex and money are the two most powerful forces in the world. 
and a lot, and you know a lot of relationships uh, fall apart or div- marriages divorce due to either and or sex or money. You know what I mean? Uh, to either sex or money. So, but what no one being is that those are the two most powerful forces in the world. Um, they are not equal. They're not. Uh, um, they can't be looked at in the same light. Um, simply because sex is natural, money is social. Uh, you need money to survive. You don't need sex to survive. You know. So uh, ultimately, in the grand scheme of things, it isn't a fair trade. Even though prostitution, and I hate to bring it up again, even though prostitution is you know the oldest profession in the book uh, in, in history. But, you know, it, it's, it's really not a fair trade. You know, uh, what, what, what a prostitute sells is fantasy. You know what I'm saying? Which is why I said we're going to keep that out of the conversation. But, um, you, know, you know, yeah, you need money to survive. You don't need sex to survive. So it's not necessarily a fair exchange. Um, and then, you know, sex is irrelevant to money because the rich and the poor have sex, you know? So, so it's, it's, it's for, for the women who give it up for free, it's more so about the experience. Um, it's, uh, paying for it actually cheapens the experience, you know? Um, when the sex is, when, when the sex isn't, is, when there's no financial obligation to the sex, there's a lot more enthusiasm behind it. It's a different energy. You know, there's no obligation. It's no, it's not a chore. It's not work. You know, it's, it's, it's something, it's very fulfilling, you know, and it's a, it's a transcendent, it's a transcendent experience. You know, it transcends the physical and the physiological and the spiritual, you know, it's a transcendent experience. And, and that is void of any financial obligation. That's when it's that's when it's pure. And the women who give it up for free, that's what they that's what they seek. They seek for what you can't buy. You know, um, and and in a, in a way that's you can it's similar to when people seek love. You know, um, love is a very being in love, as they say, is a very transcendent experience as well. Um, and but. And that's what people spend money, you know, that's what people spend money, spend money for. They spend money for experience, you know, like when you even when you buy material things, the experience of having that material thing and how it functions in your life. You know, you buy that new outfit, you put it on and you show it off and people look at you and say, wow, look at your outfit. Right. And that feeling you get. Right. That's a high, you know, Um and you can't buy you can't you can't buy good sex. You can't buy a good orgasm. You can't uh, put that on your credit card and put it on a schedule. There's no there's no sugar babying for good sex. You know. Now now hold, well let me get to my point. And so being as the experience is so intangible, you know. What does that say? What does that speak to? How does that? Uh, what does that say for the you know the sugar baby? You know, what does that say? What does that say for the sugar baby? Um, she she may or may not get that experience. 
shit, the women who who give it up for free may or may not get that orgasmic transcendent experience, right? Um, but it's a it's a freedom of saying, you know, hey, I had good sex, and you know, uh, um, my my life is enriched because of it. And no, my bills have not been paid. I still have to get up and go to work the next day, right? Um, that sugar baby might be a little. She might be a little cold, you know. She might. She might be a little. Um, you know, she she might be a little void of any kind of per- personality because all she cares about is is their money on the card or is the car out is the new car outside, you know. Um, you know, the, the the woman who gives it up for free, you know, she has wholesome experiences and rides public transit every day. Whereas um, the sugar baby eats brunch every day, like every day brunch. Damn, you live. You got it good. <laughs> um, but, you know, the, I'm pretty sure the woman who gives it up for free would love to not have to worry about bills. Right. So. Ultimately, not you could go in circles with this conversation. Not, neither is better than the other. Um. So let me let me let me bring this let me land this plane. So, good sex and paid bills are optimal, but having them to getting getting your cake and eat it too is not as probable. You know, meaning the chances of you. Um, getting all your bills paid and having and having that good wholesome sex, you know what I'm saying? It may not always be. It, it may not always be. You might be less likely to achieve that. You know what I'm saying? You may be less likely to achieve that. Um, in closing, the trajectory of socioeconomic circumstances. So, the way the economy is looking, you know, I I saw a, a clip. Where, you know, especially in the black community, you know, and we've known these statistics for years, for decades almost, you know, you have you have the gay population and you have the prison population. Then you have the dudes who are broke, you know what I'm saying? So the guys who are fit to marry, you know what I'm saying? You might have to share those guys. Right. Um, there's so. So, you know, with the economic, with the trajectory of the of the economy, you know what I'm saying? You'll see a rise in sugar babies in men and women. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, uh, the reality um, we're living in. You know, um, a lot of a lot of men aren't fit to be husbands. Um, a lot of women put themselves out of position to be married, you know, and so uh, in their old in their uh, uh, in their upper ages, what are they going how are they going to find suitors how are they going to find life partners to uh to ride off in the sunset with you know and so we have to be realistic that you know uh, um you know there's going to be a lot more dudes having sex to, for a place to stay there's going to be a lot more women you know um you know having a credit card and being on schedule <laughs> you know uh um and and then a lot a lot of you know a, a lot of people are already sharing, and so the poly relationship the, the, the talk about poly relationships that's a new thing, you know, um, 
and, you know, women out earning uh, men by however much margin. And so, so the, you know, when people talk about piss in the dating pool, what are they really saying? What are they really saying? What What they're really saying is, you know, the music, the musical chairs has stopped and there are, there are only but so many seats left. And, and, you know, some of us have to scramble for those last few chairs. And some of us, some of us want to be choosers when we're really beggars. Visit prosperunlimited.com and click travel to book your next vacation. our show remember to subscribe like and share and if you appreciate the show go ahead and show it in cash app at dollar sign prosperity ullc we would like to thank you for tuning into prosperity ullc and continue to invest in the brand